When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. All right, Kevin, talked about money all week. It's time. It's time to just get it done. It's Saturday. This is the day. You have to spend two hours discussing money, learning about money, becoming a better investor, becoming a better, 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 better money manager. It's been a, it's been just a week. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Don. There's Tom over there. I see him right there. Hi. Hi. Eight five five nine three five. Talk is our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Tom's been entertaining family all week. I've been no, been more than a week. It's been like uh, <laughs> three weeks. It is the brother sitting at the window. Yeah. It is the brother that I I'll never <laughs> leave. <laughs> he's not listening, and so we can say whatever <laughs> we like. I love having him here. I have a lot of fun with my brother, so he's pretty low key kind of guy. That's good. So it's not 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 yeah. a hassle. My as my wife said because he's leaving today. Mm. Said he's a good house guest. Oh, yeah, look so. at the colonel trained you guys well. Yeah, what can you say? So yeah. he, I'll be sorry to see him go. We have we have a lot of we have a couple we had a couple little arguments about a few things, but nothing major. Probably political. Pretty good. Probably political. Yeah, it was political mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, yeah, yeah. So, Brother's a little was, more liberal than you, maybe. He is. Yeah, more liberal. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, surprise there. No, yeah, so no, I I know how that goes. Been around know, you, so. been around you almost as long as your brother. <laughs> Pretty darn close. Hey, so. uh, we we want to help you manage money better in in a variety of ways, but primarily in the way you invested because there's so little good advice on investing out there. I was going through. The investing podcasts on Apple uh, podcasts on Friday, and the the, the, the things that the, what holds itself out as an investing podcast is just not. A lot of them are about real estate and buying individual properties and flipping and 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 doing some really day. And we really believe that playing in any investment is dangerous playing in real estate playing in the stock market playing in whatever and it needs to be just a small people are talking about it being 100 percent of your portfolio we believe in owning real estate as an investment but only for a little tiny bit of your portfolio yeah i mean we're what we're talking about is reits right real estate investment trust where you own read or wrong yeah thank you we own a mutual fund or an exchange traded fund that holds hundreds and in some case thousands of reits a reit is a security that holds other securities, so you actually end up owning oh. a lot of properties. Oh, that's I mean, not what that's... we do in school. We don't read and write. So we don't learn to read and write. <laughs> thank and... you. You're really on today. I'm doing the bad dad uh, jokes for you. Thank you. I appreciate you stepping in. <laughs> you know, I, but here's the thing. People have the wrong opinion, not just what you just mentioned, Don. By the way, thank you for the real estate taking over for the other category that used to be number one. Remember what that was? How to get rich reselling on amazon because that's oh an easy way gosh. remember all the podcasts there were, were on so that? many scam podcasts on it was sell- number one there was a number yeah. member that was gaming it yeah. through somebody in romania or something so um yeah we believe in owning reits but as we'll talk about this hour 
You don't. I mean, because you bought them for the wrong reason, then yep. you sold them for the wrong reason, and now you're buying them again because guess what? They've had a great year. So t- it's always time to run into something, rush your money into something after it's had a great year, right? The Vanguard Real Estate Investment Trust up 29% this year. Wow. REIT says an asset class up about 22% this year. Still, by the way, about what you've made in a globally diversified stock portfolio, which is up over 19. But what we saw, Don, and you saw this with, last March, remember REITs dropped like a hot rock. I mean, regional malls 54% down, retailing down 42.7%. And guess what investors did? Oh, they took money out, $2.1 billion rushed out of REITs last year. How about this year? Oh, I'm, 10 I'm sure billion have gone back I'm in. Pour, because, I'm sure it's pouring yeah, in because it's been good. It's been good. And uh, that makes absolutely no sense. What, wouldn't you rather buy and hold something that has added no, to your portfolio? No. See, people okay. wouldn't rather just buy and hold. They want to buy what's hot, forgetting that what is hot is not what will be hot. It's what has been hot. Very, very different thing entirely. Um, We believe REIT should be a small part of your portfolio forever and ever and ever. Amen. And I also want to make clear, and we'll talk about a couple of REIT funds here in a minute, but I want to make clear that people don't think REIT should be a substitute for bonds. And that's what we're we're seeing here in the last few months. This is a horrible decision. Those and alternatives, and we may talk about those a little later today, too. 855-935-TALK. That is our phone number. That's 855-935-8255. Give us a call. We do indeed have lines open for you right now. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. You see, your money, it's just this incredibly important part of your life. It's that stuff you need to do almost everything you do. You can, you can poo-poo the importance of money. Some of you do, but... I'm hearing my echo again. Yes, I hear oh, you twice. Did you, are, are you You're very muted? important? Are you muted? Yes, I am. You I'm are completely muted. Yep, everything is off. It Isn't wasn't there before, weird? and then it came up again. That is just really strange. No, I'm not sure why. Yeah, but I'm hearing it anyway. We'll just live with it. That's the perils of this modern technology. Uh, real estate. We were talking about that before the break, and. A lot of people own real estate in America because it's the thing. You know, own real estate. That's what your grandfather said. Oh, you can never go wrong with real estate. Uh, So we own it. We own our houses. We own investment properties. But uh, we sometimes own them for the wrong reasons. And Tom alluded to this before the break. You're supposed to buy real estate for a variety of reasons. One is that it It tends to move slightly off other asset classes, but a lot of you are buying real estate for, in fact, some of you are buying real estate for what you call passive income, which is an oxymoron. It's about as unpassive or as active as as it can possibly be, but these aren't bond substitutes. They're not. And this is one of when in a low interest rate environment as we're currently in, where a 10-year government bond is still paying, I think, less than two percent a year not much money not much income right not much interest 
people are saying, well, then I'll just put it in REITs because they're paying more in dividends, but they should not be confused. They are two completely different asset class. And by the way, all you have to do is go back to last March. We mentioned some of these numbers. REITs that specialized in apartments lost 22% of their money. Uh, resorts, 36. That is not bond-like. Bonds should be the stable part of your portfolio, not the part that's bouncing up and down. And the kind of bonds we suggest for your portfolio are designed specifically to do that. They are not dis- – they they are short to intermediate term, which means they get replaced very quickly in the portfolio, which means that the portfolio value doesn't have enough time to really go down a lot. Yeah, and you don't, you don't, you're the bond part. I know people have a tendency to look at their whole portfolio and say, well, that part's making money, but that part's not. That's okay because that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, in retirement, you want to have a stable base that's going to be there if you're going to need to draw on it when the other one's going up and down. I know it's been a long time since stocks have gone down for any period of time. So, yes, bonds should be in your portfolio. Yes, REIT should be there, but they should not be interchangeable. That's the way I'd put it. Yeah, you know, and, and that just bring you said stocks haven't been down for any amount of lengthy. time. Yeah, lengthy. But the reality is that just a little over a year ago, stocks went way, way well, that's- down. Very All quickly. forgotten now. All exactly. Forgotten. And most people yeah. have even now forgotten 2008. You know, oh, because b- stocks were only down in 2008. They were only down for about nine or 10 months. But it was a horrific nine or 10 months. Maybe the worst that we've ever seen for stocks ever. Well, you look at the numbers and not for the length of time, but certainly for, for, the, the, for the depth. Yeah. It was certainly among the worst, no question. Um, and it made a lot of people, not unlike last spring, take their money out and put it into cash. Some people we talked to from time to time never got back in the market. Well, they're waiting for it to go down again. Yeah. Okay. Well, how much, how long, how the long you got? The problem is I mean, here's <laughs> what you're going to do. It's let's say, let's just hypothetically say October. Because, you know, October is a particularly bad month for stocks, followed by November, December, January, whatever uh, Mark Twain said. Um, (laughs) They're all bad. Anyway, uh, what's going to happen? Let's say for a minute, stock market goes down 20% in October. I'm just saying, what if? I'm not predicting that. What is that low enough for you? Is that when you're going to buy back in? No, no, we know you won't because here's what you're going to do. You're going to go, oh my gosh, it's going down. I'm going to wait till it's done going down. You're going to say that. I know you will. I'll know. I'll know when it's done. I can tell. I, I have these superpowers. I know. Do they have a bell or something they ring? Or does I, no, there, no they bell. Send up a smoke no, signal? No smoke signals, no work? rockets, okay. red glare, none wondering. of that. Uh, you will literally not know, but you will think to yourself, oh, this is bad, and it can only get worse from here. That's what people were thinking last March. It can only get worse from here. And a lot of people, not many of our clients, but a lot of people bailed. We know they did because they called us. Yeah, they, they got out. They're waiting to get back. Again, the bigger picture point there is you got to have a plan. You got to know what your asset allocation. What I was trying to get to today is please do not rush into REITs because they've had a great year. Please don't run in, rush into real estate investment trust because the payout is higher than bonds. They are not bond locked. They should not be a substitute for the ballast in your portfolio, which is what bonds or fixed income should be. And for those of you who think, and this is primarily younger people, I this, it's 
we know you're smart. We have kids. We know they're smart. But you still lack a little bit of experience and a whole lot of wisdom. You do. Admit it. You're smart. You're brilliant. You're probably smarter than we are inherently. But we got years to under our belt, which helps. A Is lot that of what's you, under my belt. You know, I was wondering what that was. Fat. Something and a, expanding fat and experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but a lot of you. This is why there are so many popular real estate investing podcasts like Bigger Pockets. Uh, a lot of you think that's where you're going to make your fortune. You're going to buy properties, low down payment, huge amount of leverage, and they're just going to grow and they're just going to pay you income and the checks are just going to be coming in and you're never going to have to do anything. Well, there's a guy I've been reading at. Seeking Alpha for a long time. Reading Which is what? Reading, what is Seeking Alpha? It's a website about money. About investing. Okay. I have been reading his columns because they, they make me so angry for a very long time. His name is Jesse Ascola. Not a good writer. I'll give you an example of his writing. I'll just read this to you. Leverage is the number, the word, and then the number sign, way, yeah. mm. how people go broke. Now, uh, I can feel I, I can feel the English teachers out there going. Ah, ah, that's not my student. Um, but anyway, somebody he's somebody's student. Jussie wrote a book called High Yield Landlord. He has been a big advocate of buying your own properties and managing them, and you know, collecting rent and making big bucks when you sell them. But he's changed his mind. Uh oh. So this is interesting for all of you who are going to get rich in individual properties. He said he he said that he now believes that REITs are a better investment than individual properties because there are some studies, and he quoted these studies, that show that REITs tend to generate a higher average return across the board for investors than do individual properties. And then he did something that we've been mentioning a lot. Your time. You put value on your time and suddenly the returns don't look good at all. And the worry and the concern and the dealing with all of this that beyond the time, I think it's psychic energy, right? And then the bigger, the two, two more things. One, when you buy property, the leverage is your responsibility. The borrowing is your responsibility. And finally, when you're buying individual properties, you're going to work in your own market. You're not geographically or property diversified, which REITs are. So if experts on buying individual properties are saying REITs, you probably should consider REITs. And right now, we think the best way to do it is the Vanguard REIT Fund. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. It's money that drives your existence, and it's money that is going to fuel your future. So you got to have it. You need to manage it. You need to invest it better. And we want to help you do just that at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Give us a call. It's really, 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 really easy. All right? And we might be nice. We might be nice today, so we'll see. 
It's possible. I'll be nice. I'm, okay. I'm always nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ask my wife. She says I'm not always nice, but I think I am. <laughs> Okay. I think I'm always nice. I'm just a oh. nice person. Uh, do you? Oh, by the way, and you know, you can also send us questions in, which we answer on the show and the podcast um, at talkingrealmoney.com. You can record them, or you can type them. And a lot of people, a lot of people type them, like uh, like this person. Seven hundred and fifty word special. No, it's only about three hundred. Oh, good lord! Yes, go. <laughs> you ready? Hello, fellas. I'm back again with some basic questions. Thank you for enlightening me to the dark underbelly of the financial advice world by producing this podcast almost every day. Thanks to you, I now have a sense of peace about my finances that I've never had before. Now that I'm financially independent, only, oh, not that I'm financially independent, only that at least I now understand what to look for in an advisor, how to diversify, take advantage of the world market for the long term, et cetera, et cetera. So that all said, here's my question. Yeah, I have a combination of term and whole life policies that I've been paying on for years, don't even know how long, from Northwestern Mutual, the quiet company. My wife and I are 60, planning to retire in two to three years, likely. I'm thinking, I think I'm getting heisted for about 200 a month on these policies. One of them is a whole life policy held on me, the male, for 50000 That's not a very big death benefit. No. There is term life held on my wife for about 150k and another term policy held on me for about 200k. At the time I took these out I had two young kids and the insurance I had would have paid off the house and then some so my wife could be debt free. At this point the kids are off on their own employed. I have about 1.8 million in 401k's between me and my wife and our social security and pensions will amount to about 7200 a month. So finally the question. Drum yes. roll please. Okay. What should I do with these life insurance policies? I think the whole one is about $6,000 cash value. I believe that if I just close out that account and take the 6K, that will be taxable. No biggie, really. Should I be worried about life insurance at all? My thoughts about life insurance at this point really have to do with making it easy for my wife and family to hold a funeral service if I were to pass away. Uh, please advise, oh, wise ones. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't... I don't know anything about your relationship with your wife, so that may be a consideration about having the policy on her. I have exactly. no idea. That's, that's, that's not funny. Uh, no, the policy on your wife, I mean, if she is not, if you're not relying upon her for, my, my thinking about life is that you have life insurance to take yeah. care of those upon whom uh, who are who rely on you, not upon whom you rely, but who rely on you for income. If you don't re rely on your wife for income, quit paying the term policy. I don't know what you spend a year, but to ha I think he said he has one point eight million, one point eight, and so, seventy two hundred dollar I mean, a month pension and social security. Pension, that's a pretty good benefit. So yeah. again, that would supply. And if you're sixty years old, personally, I dump all the policies. I see no reason. Yep, me too. To have a fifty thousand dollar, and I think I've said this publicly: as mine are coming up, I'm letting them lapse because I've got kind of the cash on hand if you will if something were to happen to me so and, and by the way you're not going to pay taxes on that whole six thousand some of know. It, I, some yeah, of that's going to be uh, return of principal you've got some money that went in and earned money so you're gonna you're you will true. have earned money on some of the money and you will have some taxable interest at at your regular income rate there won't be any tax situation with the term policies but i just quit paying into them yeah let them go because all you're doing right now is you and your wife are playing the death lottery with each other. Hey, 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 if she goes, I get a big check. 
Does that involve a spinning gun on a table or something? Probably. Or I don't know, but it's that's what it, that's what life insurance is. You're you're no, betting. I agree. You're betting that you're going to win by losing someone you care about. I think my father still had a five thousand dollar policy at the end of his life that I had told him to let it. But you know, it may have helped pay for his things, funeral. Yeah, and, uh, but the fact anyway, of the matter so, is, you know, these days cremation is really re- relatively inexpensive and. There are a lot of I've nice the places. There's a lot house. of. I don't want to be spread around Tom Swamp. Just please <laughs> let's make that. Let's make that clear to the entire world right now. Eight five five nine three five talk is our number. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. I forgot to turn my mic on. Yeah, it's one of those basic things. Basic so thing. Go. You, you turn You're your on. mic on, you talk. Hello, yeah. everyone. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald. We've got lots and lots and lots and lots and lots. I've got 5,000 phone lines open right now. Just like five and one. As far, yeah. as far down the machine as you can look, you can see like non-blinking phone lines. We still have blinking phone lines. I mean, that's probably pretty cool right there. Just that old tech. We still have blinking phone lines. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our telephone number. That's 855-935-8255. The call is absolutely, positively, ain't no doubt about it, free. And And someone might answer. Someone might answer. Okay. (laughs) Give it a shot. Uh, (laughs) All right. I got another question for you. Okay, go ahead. No, number. If that number doesn't work, call my wife's number. She might answer, too. Probably not. She won't tell you that anybody called. (laughs) <laughs> exactly good point anyway so kidding um, kidding give Go us ahead. a call question. 855-935-TALK i have a question that was sent into talkingrealmoney.com yes. and it's about rebalancing mr mr ah, yes i've uh let me start it again i started it wrong if i've been building a global total market all equity portfolio in my taxable account for 30 years uh-oh yeah. What is the most tax efficient way to reallocate 50% of that portfolio to short intermediate term bonds? My taxable account is my spillover account after maxing out our 401ks and Roth IRAs. Roughly two and a half million in the taxable account. If unable to rebalance without taking a monster hit in capital gains, would it be more efficient to look at all the portfolios as a whole and adjust the 401s, Roths, bond allocations to 50% of the total, deaccumulating from all the portfolios at the same time versus deaccumulating from our taxable first. Yeah, he's you got it right. I mean, or yeah. she. Yeah, we do get this question. It's I mean, a he. So this is, he. Pardon me. Okay, so he's got it right because yeah, taxes are a serious consideration, especially if the portfolio has been sitting there, you said, for 30 years. Yeah, he's going to have some. Wow. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's unlikely you're going to want to be selling a lot of securities that have had a 30-year run up, basically. So, yes, I, this gets back to something that can be very important for people, what we call asset location. Your port, each portfolio may be designed differently. We've said this. Sometimes you're Roth. You might want to make all stock because that grows tax-free. 
the money in your pre-tax, 401k, IRAs, those kind of thing. You might want to have the fixed income there because the interest you're going to pay tax on. Then the, uh, like after-tax account he's talking about here, maybe makes sense to put that in all stocks again, grows, the tax ramifications are less. Here's the problem. I think the, the strategy is correct. Do it. Build, build the, the, the one, put the bonds in one place, put the stocks in another because selling would be a huge tax issue. So here's the problem. When you look at your portfolio from time to time, you're going to say, wait a minute, that one is up yeah. 20%. That one's down. Well, cause bonds this year are down 2%, Don. Why? Yeah, I, but I, you know, I he did say, he, he did say in his note, he said to look, he, 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 he mentioned the key to success. He said, should I look at all portfolios as a whole? Yeah. No, that absolutely. is the key. The problem. It's one thing, though, to say it. Right, Can you do right, it when times right. get ugly? Last you, spring. You tough. actually have to steel yourself to a, make a commitment to do that. You probably even need to write it down and put it on a bulletin board and say, on this date, I committed to looking at all my portfolios as a whole so that if one of them is doing really badly, I am not going to freak out. So help me, Tom and Don. And I, the other one I like around that that I read a long time ago is when the portfolio does go down a lot, like last spring, write down how you feel. Mm-hmm. Put that somewhere because then when it's all yippy skippy like it is, I guess, until a couple of weeks ago, market's going straight up. This now you can say, oh, remember how low I was? I'm feeling high. I should be staying somewhere in the middle there because my emotions are going to lead me to make bad decisions. No, that's absolutely right. Here's the only other problem with asset location. It's more difficult to rebalance because now one part is all the stocks, one part's the bonds. You can't really be buying and selling things right. to get back to the correct percentages. Then you got to decide maybe then you're going to end up well, but then then what you're going to need to do is when you're getting close to that point, that's when you start. You need to start doing a little tax planning. You need to start Good looking point. at it and saying, okay, I am going to need at some point to rebalance from this. So maybe I should take advantage of prices when they're falling and move some of this money eventually to to uh, to fixed income. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Give us a call. We'd love to talk Tom with you. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Okay, I know that a lot of you don't believe in actually speaking with people anymore. I, I get it. It's like my daughter. Uh, she never answers the actual telephone, and she doesn't actually make telephone calls anymore. For some reason, text. it is so much more comfortable for her yeah. to text her father and her mother than it is for her to talk with us anymore. This is a different I, program. I, I have, we talk about I have forgotten here. what her voice sounded like. So maybe you were all like her. And, and I think that's the truth because we get so many typed questions. I know. And we I don't know. get a lot of uh, uh, many phone calls at 855-935-TALK or uh, spoken questions at TalkingRealMoney.com. Here is your opportunity to, instead of leaving a message and we answer it, to actually speak with us simultaneously. It's, it, it's called, what's the word? A conversation. Whoa. We can have one about money. 
And how many people out there can you have a conversation with about money who are going to tell you the truth as they know it? Not going to and we're, but we're going to be nice. We make mistakes. Even if you have a serious Amazon habit. Oh, no, nice. he's not. I'm telling you, he, if you have made mistakes in your portfolio and you call Tom, he's going to call you on it. Oh, oh okay. I'll be You're, you got to be nice. Exceedingly be nice, nice today. Yeah, I right. think you scared everybody off. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And all I'm the phones are open. But thank goodness people learned how to type. Sort of. And they type their questions into us at TalkingRealMoney.com like Chris did. Hi, Tom and Don. I have been listening to you for about three years after I moved to Renton. You know where Renton is, just down the street. I do. Down the interstate. Right down. Uh, yeah. The jobs I have, wait, the jobs I have, oh, got it. The jobs I have never have retirement, but I have an IRA for my divorce. Never, they don't have an employer-sponsored retirement right, plan. That's, what she means, yeah. Yeah. that's a problem. I agree. Yeah. I, but I have an IRA for my divorce, Vanguard to MS. Okay. I assume MS is Microsoft, but I don't know what that means. They have a retirement plan or there. It's MS or multiple sclerosis. I uh, And a Roth that I've been trickling money into. I have since moved to Southern California. Aren't you happy for the podcast, Chris? And my housing is paid. I sold my condo in WA and paid off all my bills. And now my emergency fund is flush. Retirement is about 10 years out. My current monthly spending is about 500 for internet, groceries, and gas. You know what was first in that list? Internet, internet groceries, groceries, and gas. And gas yeah. Internet is more important than food. I am paying insurance by the year, so now I was thinking about putting half of my monthly salary into my Roth, approximately 1300 until I reach the max for this year and next year. Does that make sense? I have my Rob Rob, my Robin Schwab, my Roth and Schwab. What fund do you recommend at Schwab for me, Tommy? Wow, that's interesting. So, yes, we, I, I love if if you're eligible for a Roth, and it sounds like you she are. She is. She makes 2600 a year. And there's no big tax reason Must. to take the deduction to put it into a pre-tax account. Like Doesn't sound IRA. like there is. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm a fan of that. Then you get into the how to invest it. Now, here's an issue. That seems to be getting to be a bigger issue. Yeah. Charles Schwab is going to charge you to own, to buy a Vanguard fund. And they're going to charge you a lot. Yeah, it's it really 74, went up. $74. I mean, it's got to be a pretty gargantuan purchase to make sense. But the good news is there's a way around it. So are you suggesting she go open an account at Vanguard? No, she or can use go to Schwab, Schwab or use ETFs. Yeah, Schwab. I I don't. I'd have to look up the ticker, but I'm sure. No, Schwab no, no. Is but a, Vanguard's ETFs are free still. Ah, okay. So she could just go. You could go to Schwab and then just own the V as VT in Victor for now because she's ten T years in out. Tango. Yeah, she's VT. ten years out, and it'll probably go a little longer. So that, but you know, at thirteen hundred dollars a month, you're going to max your seven thousand dollar IRA pretty quickly. Yeah, it's like five months or something. So just keep investing in it outside of the IRA because it's a very tax efficient fund. So, yeah, I mean, again, Don's right. If you wanted to use one stock fund, mm -hmm. you could own uh, Victor Tango, VT. If you want a balanced exchange-traded fund, what is the Vanguard balanced I don't know. ETF? I don't think I know what that is. I don't know, but you, is, could, you, but could, but you can balance go. your own by using VT and BND. 
That's true. Go take the yeah. risk quiz at talkingrealmoney.com and then uh, determine what your risk tolerance is, and we'll give you a an allocation between equities and bonds there. And uh, so you can have 70%. I, I think with your – because you don't have a lot in retirement – that you probably need to be a little bit more aggressive for at least the next few years. Yeah, but she said her years. housing, her housing was paid for or something. Well, no, it's it's just she's in. Yeah, she's. I sold my condo and paid off all my bills. Um, so she just lives. No, frugally. didn't she say? Oh, okay, no, I thought no. I thought she said the only major expenses were internet, groceries, and gas. Yeah, I don't know how she's anyway, living free, right. but hey, whatever. Okay, Good, more power great. to her. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But I would be <laughs> a more, I would be more aggressive early on. Yeah, no. So maybe you do start with the first few months, just use the VT, mm-hmm. then buy the BND, which is the Vanguard Total Bond Exchange Traded Fund. Now, I don't know. I'm assuming you can still do those free at, at You can at still Schwab. do those free at Schwab. And here's something funny. With um, just a few minutes left in the hour, the lines have filled up. Yeah, of course they have. So we're going to have to have a couple of you go. hang over to the next hour or right, for those go. of you listening at home, the next podcast. Barbara, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello. How hey. are you doing? Good. Thanks, Barbara. What's up? Well, what it is is I retired two and a half years ago from the federal government. And uh, my question, obviously, is uh, since I retired, I was debating on paying off my mortgage, which is 118000 a 3% interest. Or just keeping it and uh, buying another property, possibly. But my deal is this. I did not touch my pension. I have a 401k uh-huh. with a Roth as well as a regular IRA, I guess, or what it is, which it gets invested because it's a federal government. Right. So since I didn't touch it, it was at first it was 550000 Now it's now 750 the last time I checked, Yay. about six or seven months ago. And since I haven't touched two and a half years i'm assuming it went up again probably so obviously what was that i said probably probably right um we we... obviously i i'm uh i'm a disabled vet all right and my husband also is a disabled vet okay so we have an income where our bills are paid for so is the question should you pay off the mortgage or not because we only have about a minute left yes basically tom is it beneficial no. for me yeah. to pay off the mortgage? No. 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 At three percent. No. Nope. No. Because when you take that money and you put it into your house, if something happens down the road with with your health or whatever it might be, how hard is it to get money out of your house possibly in the future? Very hard. If you've got it in your investment portfolio, it's very easy to get. Plus three percent is a very, very, <laughs> yes. very, very low rate, especially when you look at the even the history of interest rates. So I would just pay whatever you have to pay on your mortgage, keep it going along. That's fine, since you have the income. Set and keep by the way, keep your TSP invested properly and you've done really you well. Want. You've got your money is growing, you don't need it. There's no reason though to lock up. We think it's a mistake to lock up capital in a house. Uh, particularly when you're you're using the bank's money to own it at such a low, low, low rate. Thank you so much for the call, Barbara. We've got a lot of you remaining, so we'll get to you as soon as we can. Uh, 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. 
your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And while we love, 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 love taking your questions on the show, and we really do, we know that there are some things that require more time than we have. Sometimes you're looking at this messy portfolio you'd like to have somebody look at and go, oh, these are really terrible, or oh my, these are great. I'll tell you how much you paid or to try to help you make the, the, the first move in a plan toward a better future. So we offer our advisors to you at Vestry, fee-only advisors with no fee. It's absolutely free. Just Go to Vestry.com and get an appointment. Vestry.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.